Welcome to Coffee with Romina. This is your host, Romina Muhammadai, award-winning leader, negotiation and sales expert, and your new favorite podcaster. Each week, we bring you inspiring stories from extraordinary people of diverse industries, sharing practical advice and tips on how to overcome career and personal obstacles, define your own success, and take charge of your own destination. Thank you for spending time with us today. Now let the show begin. Hello, my beautiful people. This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and welcome to Coffee with Romina, a podcast about business and life. And I'm super excited about today's interview because we have a mindfulness master. Hear me out. Holly Duckworth is amazing. From this interview, not only you'd be able to get really practical tips on how to become more mindful so you can be more productive and profitable on your business or in your life, but also we share some amazing tips if you are working in the sales world or if you are running a business on how to actually be more aware and more present in the current moment because our world has become mindless. And more than ever, now we need to be mindful truly, truly mindful. Let me tell you a little bit more about Holly Duckworth, though. Holly is a New York Times contributor. She's the producer and host of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, which I would absolutely suggest you guys to go ahead and give a listen to, as well as she works regularly with leaders of how to create peace, present, and profitable, stressless environment. It sounds like an amazing episode, right? I will let you guys, as a matter of fact, enjoy the episode. I just wanted to quickly remind you to go ahead and subscribe to connectwithromina.com to make sure you always stay up to date on our new articles and our new announcements, as well as go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're getting your podcast juice from. And as a matter of fact, if that is Apple Podcast, go ahead and give us a five-star review as well as a short comment telling us how amazing we are doing. And I don't want to waste any more time. I want you guys to definitely enjoy the show with Holly Duckworth. So let's get right to it. Hi, Holly. How are you today? Great, Romina. Thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. I'm super excited about us and our interview. Actually, I keep saying Dr. Glab interviewed me with amazing people, you guys, and I'm not lying. Okay, like these interviews are proof of that. <laughs> but Holly, I definitely want to pass on the mic to you, dear. As I said, you're the founder for the Leadership Solutions International. You are an author, you are a consultant, but I want to pass on the mic to you to tell us a little bit. How did you go about being at the career that you have right now? Oh, Romina, well, I, I smile. It's actually a, a great lesson um, for your listeners as you were even just queuing me up with, with the, the Dr. Glub piece is, you know, a lot of a lot of my career has been, you know, somebody introduces me to somebody who introduces me to somebody and I ask a question and I take a class and I learn and I grow and I try something new. So I think that's a really great place to start the conversation, which is, you know, really my career path has been, been an amazing adventure and a journey. I started out as a, a meeting and event professional. I did 10 years in that and attained the certified meeting professional designation. Then I went on to uh, work in associations, uh, attained the certified association executive designation. And about four years ago, I added 
licensed spiritual practitioner designation. So adding that visionary, metaphysical, spirituality, mindfulness piece to, to my already growing resume. And I, since we've even started this conversation, um, I just spent uh, the last 12 weeks getting an additional designation called the Certified Workplace Mindfulness Facilitator designation. So, you know, my, my career has been a journey of, you know, learning and growing and trying things. And, you know, one thing that I think people assume is that kind of where, where we meet people is kind of where they started. And I always like to tell people that, you know, my career really started out as a first-generation high school graduate, first-generation college graduate. So even if you don't feel like you have the Rolodex of people to reference, in today's ever-expanding global connected world, we, we all have this ability to support one another, to grow one another, and to explore how our careers can change, uh, which is it's such a change. It's such a div- divestiture from maybe our parents. I mean, my dad had the same job for 33 years. He was a machinist at Freightliner making those 16-wheel trucks that we see on the road. But uh, you know, now it's like, okay, well, I was in meetings, and now I was in associations, and and that, that's given me such a broad background for teaching mindfulness. I work primarily with hospitality, tourism, real estate, and financial professionals. But all of these skills that we're accruing, no matter where we are in our career now, can be cross-referenced as we grow our lives post-pandemic. So let me see if I understand this right. As long as you keep having a great connection and creating connections and growing your network, keeping a student mentality and keep improving your skills, then really success will kind of come with you? Well, that's been my experience. The, the more that we're open and willing to learn and grow and, and ask, ask, well, do I like this career? Do I want to work mornings? Do I want to work evenings? Do I want to work from home? Do I want to work in an office? Do I want to be with a virtual person or do I want to be maybe in retail where I'm, I'm with a person face to face? There's no right or wrong answers. Mm-hmm. But I do think that as we look at our post-pandemic life, like you said, keeping that student mentality, or I say staying in that place of curiosity and discovery can be one of our greatest strengths right now. Because if anything is true, it's that we don't necessarily know what the future is going to bring. That 2020 has proven that to us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, like everybody made a list. There's this video that went viral. Or actually, this lady was reading her list and was just laughing at her goals because 2020 has been a little bit crazy. But what I'd like to look at it is that whenever life throws you things, how can you readjust? How can you still keep the open mind mindset and, you know, go for your goals or go for what you like? And that's what my next question actually was for you. How can we keep a positive mindset and, you know, be mindful no matter of the external factors that we have? Because 2020 has been like five years in one year, I feel like. (laughs) Is there like a checklist that we can do to keep like a positive mindfulness or is there phrases we can tell to ourselves? Well, Romina, let's go back to go forward, if you don't mind. I just want to make sure that that you and your listeners know what mindfulness is. It's it's unfortunate sometimes we we make make an assumption. Well, everybody knows what mindfulness is, and you're in the you're in the learning learning development, so of course you know what it is. But maybe your listeners don't. So let's step back and kind Perfect. of let them know what that is. So mindfulness, as I teach it and as I've I've learned it, is the practice of being fully present in the moment with non-judgment. And that definition is based on the work of John Kabat-Zinn at the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Institute. So when we take that definition, I think that gives people a common understanding that 
sometimes people get a little confused. Oh, is mindfulness woo-woo or spiritual? Do I have to be on a yoga mat? Is it religious? And again, as all things are evolving in consciousness, personally and professionally on our planet right now, so is this term mindfulness. So if you've seen it on a magazine cover or maybe read an article on, on your Twitter feed or LinkedIn feed, that's, that's what most of the mindfulness practitioners and experts are working off of as their definition. So from that place, in terms of being mindful every day, it really is that practice of being present in the moment. And Romina, I'm sure you know, you know, you've had those good moments and those interesting moments. <laughs> and I, I want to highlight that word interesting, because again, if mindfulness is the practice of being present in the moment with non-judgment, that's really the practice. How can I be fully present with this email that maybe is challenging to write and, and be be calm and present with it. And, you know, if I'm out with my kids, how can I be fully present with them and not texting and tweeting and not emailing? I mean, really mindfulness is around awarefulness. So one positive step that you can take to be mindful every day is gift yourself the gift of being fully present with yourself and then with each and every person that you meet. So one way that I do that is just breathe. Breathing you know, exercises. Yeah. When you, when you feel those shoulders go up, cause you got to take that call you don't want to take or write that email, just take a second, put your feet on the ground, feel, feel the, the earth, that, that office, that chair supporting you and go, okay, wait, in this moment, I am fully supported. And just by accessing, having an awareness of that breath, it'll bring you back to that wisdom within you, that, that little secret voice that always knows. And then, like you said, you, you're kind of leaning into some of the other applied mindfulness practices of setting an intention. What's your word? How are you going to be in the doing? Um, it, it might be an affirmation that you say to yourself. Um, well, you know, but it's really not just about being on a yoga mat, if that works for you, but it also is about applying mindfulness present strategies, not only to bring yourself into the Zoom room or into the podcast, but to bring those around you into that conversation as well. I, I like that. Actually, that is so true, though, because I feel like with the surrounding noises that we have, that being phone, like the technology phone, your dog, your parents, your your brother, your kids, you know, all this going on. It is not easy sometimes to just be fully in that moment and be like, OK, I have to do this and I'm going to give 100 percent of myself because sometimes I feel like we do things and guilty as charged. Uh, we do things and like being like 60% present, but we're missing the other 40, for instance, and we're missing the joy of it too. Yeah, that's what I was saying about how am I being in the doing and, you know, getting off this hamster wheel, this roller coaster of life, you know, whether we want it to be or not, we were kind of thrown off of it in 2020. I hope now as we process through that and maybe, maybe look at 2021 is how do I want to be in the doing this? And so we're no longer at that default chaos, stress, chaos, stress, chaos, stress, overwhelm, but can I, can I really function properly in my highest and best with all of these other things to do? So we're much more strategic mm -hmm. about the projects that we're going to take on. And yes, I think a lot of us are seeing maybe right now a few more no's than yeses. Projects are falling away that we just, we don't have the bandwidth to do, or we don't have the interest to do, but our true authenticity, our, our best skill sets can be delivered out in the world now because we're letting go of that which no longer serves us 
and allows us to be fully present with our customers, with our employees, and as a result, make more money. True. Now, here's a question, because I feel like sometimes we do practice or we read self-development books, so we try to do little tricks here and there, try to be more mindful and try to be more present and aware of our situation. But as sometimes we know, we cannot see the changes in ourselves like right away. It's like that working out, right? Like you're going to work out, you're going to work out. And like, maybe you'll see like a before and after picture like six months later. But uh, while we're trying to practice those little itsy bitsy exercises, what are some things that maybe we can uh, like, it can like light bulb our brain and be like, oh, I was aware of this or I was mindful of this. So this way we can give props to ourselves and have those small celebrations because we tend to ignore those sometimes, unfortunately. <laughs> You know, that's such a great question. And as somebody who's been practicing this for, for more than 10 years, you know, even this weekend, I, I catch myself in, in an aha moment. We have to look at mindfulness, presence, humanity, becoming human again, kind of like we do brushing our teeth, that it's not something, you know, you just brush your teeth once a month and you're done. You brush your teeth I every hope day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, how can we be mindful for, you know, two to five minutes every single day? And then you'll kind of notice that those, those trigger moments, that hot button moments don't, don't trigger you like they once were. And then when you have mm-hmm. that, that aha, you know, smile and reward yourself. I, I'm reading a great book right now. It's called wintering the power of rest and retreat in difficult times that those, those are, we need to take more moments right now to give ourselves rest, give ourselves retreat. I actually took some of those social media tools off my phone so that I, when I'm at my desk, I, I might be you know engaging in my projects and I may be engaging in some social media, but I don't do that when I'm not at my desk. So you know, setting safe boundaries of, of yes, I'm gonna do this then, and no, I'm not gonna do this at other times. And trusting that we know exactly what is ours to do and when will give you those aha moments even more. Wow, I am fully present. I'm not stretched out on five calls and 17 emails. Um, is probably going to be one of those gifts of, of 2020 for sure. How important is it to actually surround yourself with people that are actually working towards becoming more mindful or already at that level? How important is it to towards your own growth? Towards fully? Well, I, I'm sure with all the guests that you've interviewed, you've certainly come across that quote, you're the aggregate of the top five people you closely surround yourself with. And that's, that's true no matter what the topic, finance, health, wellness, spirituality, money, like all of those things are, are true. So that same thing is true about mindfulness. And if this is a new concept for you, you might think about it as your executive presence or your emotional awareness. So, you know, as you're planning out 2021 and beyond, what, what, who, who do I see out there that I want to be more like energetically? They're calm, they're poised, they're presence. Maybe they're decisive. Um, maybe they're fun. I mean, it, or that perfect alchemy of that, that you want to model your, your executive life on. That, that's another way to think about it. Uh, that executive presence is mindfulness. So absolutely surrounding yourself with those folks. They, they give you a a lift up up on a rough day and they give you a cheer when you're when you're out there celebrating something great that you did as well I think there should be like an app of people that want to like like a kind of accountability buddy app 
you know, kind of something like that instead of a dating app. I think it should be like an accountability buddy app and be like help each other towards being more mindful and more aware and growing together. I don't think there is like an app like that besides LinkedIn, where it's more like connections. I think that's a great business idea. I like that you say that because I'm actually kind of trying that. I'm doing what's called a a chaos to calm challenge. And we just wrapped up one and we'll be doing them at the first week of every month going forward. And it does create those communities where uh, every day for five days, we do a little micro class and a micro mindful practice because while mindfulness is kind of like brushing your teeth, it's also that tool, that muscle you're going to build when you're driving around in the car when you're, you know, when we're back to traveling, when we're doing all the multiple tasks. So this group is creating small groups that accountability sometimes feels a little more pressure, more pressure versus support, but it is the, it is that I, Hey, I tried this and it didn't work or, Hey, I tried that and it did work. Or, you know, it's helping each other teach each other how to utilize these practices in the workplace. Because what we've learned is the more you do them, you know, I kept saying, ask, 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 that that is embedded in your idea of curiosity and discovery, that having a, a safe, confidential app or, or personal group will allow you to explore and deepen these practices more. So it is, it is an interesting conversation, that intersection between mindful technology and, and mindful in person, for sure. I like that. I had no idea about this new project, <laughs> but this is really awesome. I, honestly, I mean, it's probably come come up since since you and I started talking. But the, but again, that's that that mindful awareness wherever you are, whatever industry you're in, is you know putting your ears on your heart. That's kind of a mindful practice. Take a moment to sort of breathe into that that question of you know what's what's that highest and best thing that I can do for myself today? And knowing that the more we do it for ourselves, the more we can do it for each other. And that's how this Chaos to Calm Challenge started is my podcast is Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm. My podcast is Everyday Mindfulness. And so we need that that accountable hug, if you will, to to stay on track with these these practices um, so that we do have somebody to celebrate with, uh, with us when it goes really well. Well, you, you did mention uh, your podcast and also you do have books out there. So the books, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in the, cra- to the, cra- in the Crazy World, um, Overcoming Leadership Stress and Mindfulness. And this one kind of got to me, the sales one, How to Increase Your Strength, Pride, and uh, Stima as a Mindful Sales Professional. Also, not to forget the last book, you guys, Control All Believe, which I think that was a really great strategy. I'll attach the information on the show notes for my lazy listeners, if they don't want to type it up, it's a click away, you guys, I'm telling you. But let's stop a little bit to the how to increase your strength, pride and stigma as a mindful self professional. Coming from a sales world, I find that book very interesting to begin with. So before we even get started, let's talk about the benefits of the book itself and the benefits of the program that you put behind it. Oh, Romina, let's let's be real. You and I both know nobody reads anymore. So, so this I book, do, okay, I do. <laughs> well, but I mean, like to sit down and like like read. Like, I think some days I'm the only person who like oh, like I with mean, pen and paper. Yeah, yeah, like no, not so like so that. so 
both of those books are designed as kind of that daily motivation piece that you were just talking about that you can read in three to five minutes and, and stay on track and get motivated. So sell more, stress less, 52 tips to be a mindful sales professional. Uh, it's celebrating. One a it's, week, it's, 52 yeah, it's, it's one a week. It's one page. And it, in, it has an inspirational story of a sales professional that's used to the techniques. It has that asking, that motivational question to keep you going and, and a place to journal out your process. And uh, we take the seven steps to be a successful sales professional, and then we weave the mindfulness in because we know whether you're selling cars or you're selling hotel rooms or you're selling high investments in a financial industry, the more we can be fully present with one another. ask the right questions, do the right demonstration and presentation. And you talked about mindset, have that affirmation. I know I'm the right person at the right time with the right and perfect product. That as we build that mindset and that heart set, that alignment of the right customers comes forth. And so this book gives you those little techniques. And then um, throughout 2021, we're going to be offering that as a live course again to, to feed into the community because we know that these practices absolutely connect. You know, Romina, you've had that experience where you've walked into a retail place and you're like, oh, I'm not going to buy anything. But then you start talking with the salesperson and you've spent hundreds of dollars. That, that's mindfulness. That, that's presence. So, I had that experience from both yeah. sides, from being the sales yes. professional and from being the customer. Because I work car, like I work car sales, I work door-to-door sales, inside sales, multiple type of sales, you guys. I love sales. Sales negotiations, that's like my thing. I can do that all day and talk to people and interview people all day. If I can get paid for this for life, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely can, and you're so great at it. <laughs> but um, here's my question. And in my in my head, whenever it comes to like the sales and keeping the you know positive mindset and being highly curious and trying to keep that positive attitude, I always try to consider no means next or you know, one more no gets me to the next yes. But what might be some little tips or tricks that you you say would be beneficial for the sales professionals to keep on top of their mind? Maybe like a one, two, three, a one, two, three, whenever they get there, no, and they get down because if you roll a donut in the sales world, like mentally, it can really get to you. But would it be like, you know, a checklist, I would say, or like three things that maybe kind of was like, did I do this? Did I do this? Did I do this? And I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm okay. It just wasn't meant to be. There's lots of those types of things out there. I'm going to going to invite your listeners to think about it a little differently in terms of before the sale, during the sale and after the sale. So so before the sale are you, what do you believe about the sale? Because it is done unto us as we believe. So we we often, you know, get think about the doingness of the sale, but really truly diving into what you believe about yourself. And so boosting up, I believe I'm the right person at the right time with the right and perfect product that that's kind of setting it out into the world that you believe in this. And then, you know, during the sale saying, saying those affirmations and, and inviting the question. So belief question. And then after that mindful follow-up, I mean, you've demonstrated that even, even as we've been preparing for this show, but simple before, during, and after. How am I fully present before the sale, before I even meet the customer? You know, am I dressing the part? Is my energy positive? Am I, am I being that, that sales success? You know, and then in the process, you know, in the sale, before, during the sale, just really 
emanating that vibe. And then after following up with gratitude, and that's not just gratitude, thank you customer with a thank you note, but it's really truly being grateful for the, your ability to give your gifts gifts into the world. That's kind of three ways that I like to simplify what's a, obviously a greater sales process, but a very powerful one as we look to new, new engagement levels, both online as well as in person going forward. I like that because that's more of an analytical way of like, am I here? I'm here physically, but I'm here mentally. Am I what needs to be like in the right place, like the right person to make the sale? Like if you look at the appearance, the outside, and then is my energy okay? And even through the process, but at the end, you end it with gratitude. So even if it's a sale or if it's not a sale, still be grateful and have a gratitude towards maybe learning one more new experience of how to overcome an objection, which again, objections, I say answering questions. There's no objections. People just have questions they don't know the answer for. But that I, I like those, the before, during, and after. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a simpler way than what I put it because I have a well, whole chart that I go with, but that's a much yeah, simpler way. And, yeah, and I, I think especially right now when, I mean, I, I work a lot in the, the diamond and the jewelry industry, and that seems like a, how do you do that on an online and, and line process? But but that's a really great example of, we've worked with their sales professionals to, you know, before before the sale, making sure that, you know, they have the, the right way to display it online with Zoom and the right lighting and the right knowledge and wisdom as well as the right level of compassion. Because if you're selling somebody a ring for a birthday, that's different than earrings for Christmas. So so that being fully with that customer before. You know, then during is of course the, obviously the demonstration and presentation. And then then that that gratitude piece after. But I mean that that's an example. They think about whatever where whatever you're selling as a listener, there's a way for you to look at it, not just the doing of it, but the being in each aspect of the sale. Yeah, you have to prepare to be successful. That's absolutely, you know, and be present the whole time. I like that. Oh, my goodness. Holly, let me ask you this, because 2020, like I said earlier, I feel like it's been five years fit into one, and I feel like it's been a year on steroids. If somebody was to tell me last year, we would be where we're at right now. But like, yeah, I don't know what you're on. Like, this is not okay. And then it's crazy to see how adoptive as humans we are, too, towards being able to adopt a whole new life, pretty much. But how, like, how has 2020 and how has COVID pandemic helped you grow as a person? Well, I hope this, this question is something that everybody jots down and, and you, you think about for your, for your own answer. I just have the privilege of doing it live on, on a podcast that, uh, you know, COVID for me, I, I say, you know, continuous open investment in victories decided like COV. You made your own. Yeah. Like, like I, I do, I do tend to take acronyms and, and make, but, but I had to decide to be victorious and yeah, maybe, maybe my budget doesn't look exactly the same way. Maybe I didn't hit all the podcast numbers I wanted, wanted to be on, but, but in spite of that, I'm, I'm growing as a, as a kind, aware, mindful human being. And I got to um, one of my, my side projects as I'm an officiant for online funerals. And um, that's been a great gift this year that, that I never would have dreamed I would have, would have done uh, without, without the pandemic. So asking yourself, what, what are you going to do to be victorious? I've probably read a few more books. I've certainly done a lot more Zoom calls and, and conferences, but uh, staying in that space of, you know, we're, we're going to get, we're going to get on, get through this and we're going to be maybe more connected, more fun, 
uh, playful um, people as a result of that. And definitely with our mindful practice, show empathy and show compassion. You know, I, I'm going to gonna give, give the listeners a little, a little, little backstory. This podcast, we had to schedule three times. And because of your mindfulness and my mindfulness and COVID, we actually were able to get to know each other in new and better ways before the show because of the technology challenges we had. So if you're in that place of, oh, COVID just, it was just too awful this year, go back and think about maybe that person you connected to or that experience, a thing that you got to learn that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise gotten to learn. Cause I'm so grateful Romina that we've been able to connect. And I just know that something new and exciting is going to come for both of us as a result of this deepening connection. Absolutely. Thank you. And that is true, you guys, like maybe the listeners don't realize like the back end of, you know, you have to go after an episode. But yeah, we had to reschedule multiple times this interview. You've been so amazing towards this whole setup. So thank you. And well, it's a great skill, though. Like, how can all of us use that skill? to go forward that is true and we did get to know each other a lot more throughout the process because we would be on the phone and we'd talk a little bit more than just rescheduling so that is very true and I do want to point out this amazing tactic though because you literally made COVID stand for something else so I'm on my mind is standing it right now if I see an acronym of something that I don't like I'm gonna make my own meaning out of those acronyms to make it something that I like Oh, can I, can I, can I I give this little tip? So, you know, right now everybody's like, oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed. I'm so exhausted. So in my private coaching practice, I, I invite my, my coaching clients when they have a, a negative word like that, I'm so tired that they have to take the, the first letter of the word that they don't want, like T for tired. And they have to pick a positive word of what they want to replace tired with. I call it release and replace. So you know they have to re- release tired for terrific. So and then they have to say it to themselves. So saying, oh, "I'm so tired." They have to, "I'm terrific. I'm terrific. I'm terrific." And so, like so you know, it doesn't have to be an acronym. It just might be be one letter. And you know, as, as we move into 2020, there's going to be days like that. Um, utilize those negative words and and as a trigger to say, "How can I flip that to be a positive?" And that little first letter of the of the word can be a great opportunity for that that that's great for a quick recalibration of your system of your mind like oh i'm so tired no i'm so terrific that is so true and don't or i'm so bored i hate first off i hate when people say i'm bored like get get something do something i don't even know if people should be bored nowadays but yeah you can say i'm so beautiful there you go i found beautiful (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness Holly, I feel like we've covered a lot of great information in this episode. And you guys, you definitely should connect with her. Where can people connect with you, dear? Uh, you know, my personal site is hollyduckworth.com. My training site is leadershipsolutionsintl.com. And of course, always look for me on LinkedIn as well. Awesome. And I'll attach all the information below. And for my listeners, if, if you are listening this through a podcast platform, wherever you get your podcast juice from, Apple, Spotify, Stitchers, Google Play, there's like thousands of those out there, you guys. Don't forget, now you can actually see the video of the interview on YouTube as well, on Facebook, and on our website. We are really pretty, you guys, so definitely look up the actual video interview to see how awesome we are. We're smiling the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, we hair and makeup today. (laughs) You guys are welcome. (laughs) Uh, What's a new and exciting project that you're working towards, dear? Something that you'd like to share with us, even though you kind of like, I asked you a question, I had no idea. That's also a new project that you're working with. You know, I mean... 
all of us are reinventing and my primary business, um, you know, the 10 years leading up to the pandemic was keynote speaking online and in-person keynote speaking. And now I'm really infusing the, you know, these classes and community. So that that's what I'm working on for 2020 is just continuing to expand my reach um, in those particular mediums. I, I kind of joke, it's do less better that, well, I miss the big crowds of, you know, 600 or more, you know, a crowd, a really great class of, you know, six people or 60 can, be equally a great opportunity to connect and deepen our mindful awareness and our mindful practices at home and at work. Oh yeah, especially if it's like an online or with less, it's more, you know, one-on-one instead of being like a one-on-one coaching, but it'd be like a more personable uh, meeting too. So this way you get to expand connections. Like we talked earlier, the very first thing, expanding the connections, you never know who you run into guys. So always, you know, always smile. Smiling is like the first thing people see. If somebody's smiling in a conference when I used to go to, I'd be like, hi, I'm Amina, who are you? If they're smiling, that's like my biggest thing is like, okay, you can be approached. <laughs> you can come say hi. <laughs> oh Absolutely. my goodness. And the very last question, which I'm always intrigued by the answer of this, my favorite question, I would say, what is the personal, your personal definition of success? Well, just like when we started the show, I said, you know, my my career has been an adventure from meetings and hospitality and all all of those things. I I would I would invite listeners to remember that your definition of success can can evolve and and change too. I I feel so so fortunate. Well, again, 2020 was interesting. I I did get engaged this year, so you know my my definition of success is really living my mantra. We will use that word affirmations and my affirmation almost three years ago when my life was was nowhere near where it is now was I am CEO of a profitable leadership and self-help development company simultaneously supported by my loving and faithful husband and then together we create a life of health wealth and happiness so for me it is it is that that alchemy of both uh, success in my personal life and in my business life that allows me to live fully present, mindful, and aware and deliver those strategies to you. Thank you. I like that. I like that. That is, that is a different definition. And I have yet to get that person to say X amount of money. So I don't, <laughs> like every interview, I'm like, is it going to say X amount of money? But every time they say something different, I'm like, yes, we're, we can recalibrate and we can redefine the success based on, you know, our own lives and our own style. No, let somebody else. So thank you for sharing that too. You're welcome. Any last thing you would like to, uh, to leave our listeners with? Well, because we are so busy, why don't we just, just take that minute to be mindful. Just breathe in and breathe out and let yourself feel fully supported knowing that this show and the listeners around the world are, are here to support you in creating your own success. I think that's our greatest gift is to remember mindful matters, your presence matters and uh, keep doing it going forward. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I could have not ended the episode much better. Thank you so much. You guys make sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes just like this one. Have a good one, everyone. This podcast is a 6-7 Radius production. To learn more about 6-7 Radius, our services, and how we can help you strategize your marketing and increase your sales, click the service tab on connectwithromina.com.